Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. Welcome to the Voice Coach Podcast, here for all your speaking voice training and guidance. My name is Nick Redman and I am offering you all sorts of nuggets of wisdom on how to keep your voice in good working order and a true representation of who you are. So if you're a podcaster, presenter, actor, speaker or voiceover artist or a general voice geek, you're in good hands. Shall we get started? Oh, hello there. Oh, cr- <laughs> I've just come out of an accent coaching session in RP received pronunciation and I'm very, very, very much finding it really hard to find my own voice again. (laughs) Must remember I am Irish. Anyway, welcome back to the next episode of the Voice Coach podcast with me, Northern Irish Voice Coach, (laughs) Nick Redman. And I think it's very much time to move on to the exciting and fun topic of articulation. Yay! (laughs) This is the next stage in that sort of voice prep structure that I outlined way, 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 way back in the, uh, gosh, episode, goodness knows what, I'll put a link in the show notes, that whole warm-up structure of going through physical release, then breath, then resonance and bringing the voice in and then articulation or clarity and then text. So we're sort of in stage four of the whole working on your voice process. Now, I know what you're thinking, articulation, yeah, whatever, sure, it's all just tongue twisters. But oh, there's loads more to it, my voice friend. So over the next however many weeks, I'm going to introduce you to loads of interesting ways to really just explore the clarity of your articulation, it being the sort of final step in that warm up process before we get on to speaking. Articulation is hugely important for the ease of which the listener can understand us really, you know, which is a crucial part of your ability to communicate clearly whenever you're speaking. And it's also one of the things that often gets muddled when we get a bit nervous, you know. Do you ever find yourself tripping over your tongue during a big presentation or a big intense recording moment? Well, that would be your articulators getting all stiff and unresponsive due to a bit of nervous tension, really. But before we delve into this section of the process in terms of training your voice, I think it's really important to let you know how I feel about the topic of articulation generally, like what it means to me and what I think it means to both the speaker and also the listener, because sometimes it gets a bit muddled and um, to be honest, I think it gets reduced to something and it's much, much more than what it tends to get reduced to. Articulation isn't just about getting your sounds out right, quote unquote, you know, sticking the T's back on and the G's back on and correcting certain, I don't know, TH to F substitutions. For me, it's not about that at all, really. And I want to draw a line down to start with between the features of any wonderful accent you may have as the listener to this podcast, where it's from. And I just want to draw a line down between, to start with, what will be the features of your gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful accent and wherever that's from, and what I mean by articulation. 
So let's just start like we might with a GCSE uh, research project with a dictionary definition. <laughs> um, GCSE, I'm not sure what the US equivalent of that is for the US listeners, but some kind of exam you do when you're about 16 in school. Anyway, the definition I picked up from literally the first result on the old Google when I put in definition for articulation was from Merriam-Webster and this is what it is. The act of giving utterance or expression. The act or manner of articulating sounds. An articulated utterance or sound. So it doesn't say anything about changing your sounds or making correct sounds or anything like that. Clarity of articulation is about getting your equipment, the articulators, and I'll give you a definition of those in a minute, the basically the bits that shape the sound, it's about getting those articulators released and toned, ready to respond to the sounds that you need to make. Not the sounds that someone else wants to hear in you or the sounds that they think are the right sounds, but the sounds that your accent and your voice have to offer. So these episodes are not going to be me insisting you put all the T's back into that lovely Cockney accent that you have that actually replaces the T with a different sound, the glottal stop. <laughs> it's not about me making you change that lovely F substitution for a T it that you have because you're from Bradford. You know, you can say fink, fault, thistle all you want. It won't get in the way of me understanding what you're trying to say to me. And if that's what an uptight part of society feels you should, then, well, they can get in the sea. <laughs> Look, it's about getting the bits of the anatomy that you have in there that shape the sounds, ready to make the sounds that you make when you speak. Articulation is about the ability to communicate your thoughts in a way that vibes with who you are and, and your sound and allows the listener to understand. And that's so much more than remembering your P's and Q's. It's about the clarity of your thoughts. It's about the freedom of and connection to your breath that you need to fuel those thoughts with the voice. And it's about the clarity of, well, your overall intention to communicate whatever that message is that you have to communicate. And that's why articulation comes so far down in the warm-up process, to be honest. Because there's not really any point doing it if the rest of your phonatory system is out of whack, you know, if you are aiming for an authentic and efficient and safe way of voicing. I mean, sure, if you just want to bang out a few voiceovers that you know you can do really quickly with your eyes closed and they're not going to be that vocally taxing, then a wee tongue twister and a tongue stretcher better than nothing, like crack on. But really, articulation is all part of that bigger journey. And that's why it's taken a wee while to get here. Anyway, what I wanted to also share today is just a wee bit of terminology ahead of the next set of episodes. Some of these might be a wee bit simple, by the way, but some may not. So here we go. All right, this is where I feel very like a person giving a lecture. I will drink in anticipation. Definition one. Articulators. Articulators. Oh, I feel like I'm in a spelling bee. <laughs> A-R-T. Articulators are the bits in the vocal tract that shape the sound that we make. And I'm going to do more in taking you on a tour of the articulators in the next episode, so stay tuned. But the other thing I mentioned in there was the vocal tract. And I have mentioned that before in episodes, but the vocal tract is the area from vocal fold level in the larynx to where the sound leaves the body at the nose and mouth. So that's the articulators. Next word, articulation. <laughs> I literally mimed air quotes there. <laughs> it just helped me get into the zone. Anyway, articulation in this context, at least, refers to the process of shaping the sounds that we make. Sometimes it's called diction as well, but that term's getting a little bit more archaic, really. 
articulation is the slightly cooler, more up-to-date term that we use. Next one, active articulators. That'll come up in the next episode. That means the articulators that we have that we can move, that we can actively move. And then in contrast to that, we have passive articulators. Now, they're the ones that don't move or that you can't move. Next one is vowels. You may or may not know what the word vowel mean. But vowels are the unobstructed voiced speech sounds. So unobstructed voiced speech sounds. And consonants are voiced and unvoiced speech sounds that are made via obstructing the airflow in some way using one or more of the articulators. So if you think of a sound like, oh God, I'm just about to use a plosive really, really deliberately to make a point, but here we go. That's a puff or potato. Uh, Yes, I am Irish. Way to conform to stereotype. (laughs) Or v, v, v as in vegetable. So you're obstructing the airflow basically with two of the articulators to make a consonant. Okay, I used the terms voiced and unvoiced there in that little definition beforehand. So let me do those next. Voiced means sounds that have vocal fold vibration like v, and zh, for example. Unvoiced sounds are sounds with no vocal fold vibration at all, like f, as in fish, and s, as in sausage. Oh God, I must be hungry. (laughs) These are all food related. Potatoes, fish and sausage, that's my tape. I realised I also used the term plosive there, so that's one that a lot of people who record on microphones may recognise. It's the uh, devilish plosive that often pops on the mic. But a plosive is a consonant sound, so an obstructed sound, voiced or unvoiced, that's made using the articulators to create a stop and a release phase in order to get the sound. So if you think about a b, for example, the only, as in, um, oh, I'm trying not to think of food, beans, sorry. (laughs) If you think about the plosive b, We get the two lips coming together and we only get the burst sound that we recognise when we release the air through it. So you have to have the air stopped by the lips and then the release before you get the sound. Same with something like k. So when you get a k, you get the soft palate and the tongue coming together. K. And then the sound only comes when we release. So a plosive is a consonant made with a stop and release phase in order to get the sound. And then the other most popular kind of consonant-related word that I think we need to know right now is fricative, just in case. So a fricative is a consonant that's made by causing shock horror friction. (laughs) It's that the two articulators coming together cause friction and that's what the air travels through and that's why we get the sound. For example, as in think. Now that's an unvoiced fricative because there's no vocal fold vibration there. Or a v, that's the voiced version. So that's the difference between think and this. Both fricatives made by friction coming between the articulators. Okay, I've got to the stage now where I think I'm saying articulators wrong because I've said it so many times. (laughs) That word means nothing to me now. I'm joking, it means everything to me. (laughs) Let's leave it there for now before I go a little batty. And remember, come and join me in the Voice and Accent Hub if you'd like to join in the, well, voice and accent crack. (laughs) 
a little bit more. And if you pop your email down on the way in, then you'll get lots of insights into any of the training opportunities I've got coming up because I've got loads of things in the pipeline, which is exciting. And I really look forward to getting you on board the uh, articulation tour bus in the next episode. We might get a little hat and everything. As ever, I've put a few links for some extra reading if you're interested in the show notes. But I shall see you next time. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. For even more support with your speaking voice, head on over to our free community, The Voice and Accent Hub on Facebook. See you in there.